Good evening. Today is Monday, November 28th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is step eight into action, and our speaker tonight is Larry. Thank you, Larry. Hi there. Um, I'm going to move around the camera here a little bit because I was uh, 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 slothful in setting myself up here downstairs. Um, my name's Larry. I am a compulsive eater. Um, I uh, have a sponsor in this program. My sponsor men in this program, and uh, I came in in 2016. Um, and uh, I actually date my into the program, and I, I, I date my uh, bottom line abstinence back to Thanksgiving of 2018. So, uh, a few preliminaries. Um, just, a just a little bit of the story, you know, I'm, I am, uh, the kid who was a little bit different, right. And, um, a little bit, you know, I don't know how I, you know, whatever it was, folks were passing around and, uh, you know, telling folks about how to get along with other folks. I really didn't have it in grade school and uh, um, uh, really felt uh, not a part of. Um, and uh, uh, that was tough. And it was particularly tough. I think I, I moved to um, North Carolina as up in West Virginia and um, moved to North Carolina. Um, and uh, for the first time, I think from what happened with my uh, um, size at that time, it, it appeared that I, you know, was really lonely and really anxious about lots of other folks uh, in that sixth grade classroom. And my weight ballooned up. Surprise. Um, and, you know, that's been Larry left to himself. Stress comes, worry about other people comes, worry about what's going to happen. And, Larry turns to an immediate solution, right? Um, I've learned in program not to hate that kid or to be um, frustrated. Maybe it was the solution I needed to get through a pretty tough year, right? But, um, you know, I also learned or mislearned, uh, you know, I got back, um, moved back out of um, South Carolina and, or, or sorry, North Carolina. And, uh, I became a bit more physically active and, uh, lost some weight and even ran, uh, long distances in high school. Um, and, but, you know, never quite lost the gut and I was always really obsessed about it. Right. But I was in a family where you wanted to show love through food right and i think a lot of us are like that but not all um but that was certainly the case in mind and uh you also wanted to um you know treat sadness with food and that's certainly been my story well went away to college continued the athletic realm uh, i uh i actually uh rode in college um uh, competitive rower six seasons there and um, uh, that was great I felt great about myself physically um, uh, but um, 
I then found that if you leave college as a competitive rower and continue to eat like a competitive rower, right, but don't exercise like a competitive rower, it has certain, um, or it did for me anyway. Uh, you know, this is, um, thus began um, a series of coming out of college of gaining weight not liking how I looked and just hating how I looked and worrying about whether it was going to make me um, you know have impacts on my love and my sex life and um, you know until I uh, um, would quote unquote buckle down I'd try to buckle down 10 12 times before I'd have you know a little bit of success on a diet here or there um uh but one time I I did get a little success not in program um through uh some diet I had gotten up to 308 pounds which is you know a health risk you know life is not about the weight and necessarily how you look but for me um uh, and neither is recovery, but for me, um, uh, you know, I was killing myself with food. So at 306 pounds, I, um, uh, hopped on this diet in the midst of a really busy time at work, but I, it actually worked and I dropped 60 pounds and that was fantastic. But as, um, you know, in, in reference to a spiritual, uh, uh difference, you know, then worldly clamor set in. Uh, as, as, as Bill would say in his story. Um, and, uh, I went right back to the Um, and without that discipline of that diet, um, uh, I was off to the races again. Um, in 2014, just, this is part of my story. Um, you know, I think for me, just a couple of remarks about how it was. I hated how I looked. I hated how I felt. You know, I happened to get married to a wonderful woman um, I'm uh, happily still married to. Um, but I hated myself. Um, and I would definitely eat to feel better about myself. Um, and anyway, in 2014, uh, this wasn't the first 12-step recovery I found. I found, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, liquid food, um, uh, uh, AA first, um, uh, and began to get some acquaintance with um, uh, turning parts of my life over to, or turning my life, will and my life over to the care of um, uh, God as we understand him, as it says in the third step. And continued on with the steps and, and, and found some relief and was able to begin to identify folks who I was willing to make amends to and do that with the help of a sponsor. But see, here's the thing. I was 360 or at that point, 354 pounds, which on my frame isn't healthy. Um, and uh, I had an enlarged heart. And I kept praying to God, you know, God, you know, 
please give me the willingness to do something different with food. Please take this away from me. You know, I'm willing to turn my will and my life over to you every, every night. I'm on my knees because I knew that was the only way to stay away from, uh, to help uh, stay on the beam with this other substance. It didn't work for me. For this compulsive eater, I had to finally, I dabbled in one meeting. That uh, I went to a couple more. I walked into a meeting at the West Side Club in Washington, D.C. on Saturday and said, I am killing myself with food. Please help. And fellows were in that room, including fellows that I see uh, see in my regular meetings. Um, uh, and um, they said, you know what? Here, why don't you go to this other meeting? And then I found a sponsor. A sponsor who worked steps um, out of the big book because he had some 12-step history. And he, you know, I, I got him because I was saying, you know, I'm, I need, I know I need to find a sponsor in this program. But he says, um, well, you know, uh, do you think you're a, a, a are, are you willing, what did he say? He said, are you willing to try to set down this compulsive eating for good and all? Are you willing to do um, whatever it takes to do it? And I said, yeah, okay, this might be my guy. Um, and uh, we did a um, rapid run uh, to the steps, but a rigorous one because did, um, uh, we're both familiar with the literature, worked out of the big book, did the third step inventory, or four step inventory, and he gave me cards. And those cards um, coming out of it, written out, you know, the four-step stuff, but on the back wrote what the harm might have been, if there was any harm in those four steps. So that's how I did my, um, that's what became my eighth step list, the first time I did the steps in this, um, in this program. Um, and that gave me, enough healing and enough um, grace and recovery um, to be able to start using the tools in this program on a consistent basis, including a food plan, including a definition of abstinence. Of, you know, I, I remain. Pardon me, Larry, that's 10 minutes. Thank you. Um, I remain free uh, from the need to take sugary snacks, sugary, um, actually sugared drinks. Um, uh, I, I will be honest and say this was not the case when I was actually in the hospital after a surgery. I did what the doctors told me um, for a few days, um, but uh, haven't had to uh, um, go through. Um, I don't know if we mentioned specific foods, but there's a place that serves coffee, but also serves these round sweet things. I go through this place for coffee every day. I haven't had to have one of those round sweet things in six years. Right. Um, it's also worth reflecting that, um, you know, I said I was at 354 pounds then. Um, uh, I am. Uh, you just get up on the sale. I only do it once a month, but I'm 
I'm uh, at about 190 now. Um, there are a lot of folks who can lose weight, even folks who lose large amounts. Right? The question is whether we get access to the power that allows us to live, to live healthy, but just to live, right? And I know that that is a spiritual path. It's, you know, why I'm here and why I am excited to um, talk with you guys, you all, um, uh, about, uh, about your recovery and about the big book. And um, I'll just read, see if I can't dig up the page and then maybe reflect a little bit. Um, in the big book, uh, the discussion of, uh, I actually think it works well with the um, OA 12 and 12. There's some additional information there. But um, let's see. What page are we on here? Into action. Forgive me for not having this pulled up. Now we need more action since we have been completed step seven and says now we need more action without which we find faith without works is dead. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. We subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has been accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and rub the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do so, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning. We'd go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. And in my case, victory over my compulsive eating. My slow suicide with food. Um, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And I've, um, I should say, I've, um, my first round, my first round of experience with the rigorous eighth step, and I'll say uh, about, talk about three kind of um, ways in which it's been present in my life. The first time was in another recovery, but it was a 12-step recovery, working in the big book. And I, it was just really reassuring me to me to read this section and have read to me this section of the big book, this whole bit about the eighth and ninth step. Say, listen, we've done this, right? Um, you know, not saying it ain't nothing, right? <laughs> you know, you might be need to, you know, turn up your courage or whatever and screw up your courage and actually, you know, show up to somebody that you weren't looking to show up to. But we've done this. And you know what? Your job 
as a um, compulsive overeater is to just build a list from your four-step list. If you've destroyed that. Um, Pardon me, Larry, that's 15 minutes. Thank you. Um, go through that and uh, make a list. And then it suggests in the um, OA 12 and 12, and it, it's implied, I think, here in the big book, that we don't try to figure this out alone. We get it, some, something written down on paper, and then we hand it over to a, uh, a sponsor and we talk about it. Because we're liable, and I was certainly liable to include people I shouldn't have included not include people that I should have on a list of folks that I had harmed. Hey, what about that person? You know, I remember you had a hell of a resentment against them and it sounded like, you know, there might be some harm on your part there. You know, that's, that's something you can do in this process and I've taken some uh, guys to the steps. It's, it's, it's good. Um, Larry, you muted just a moment ago. There you go. Uh, deep breath, gulp. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but, you know, tell me what to do. And it's another practice of turning things over to that power that's greater than ourselves, right? Whoever, whoever, whatever that might be. We don't get to be in charge of necessarily all the outcomes of the conversations. We don't get to arrange everything such that we can pick and choose everybody on that list, right? We can also pick and choose which ones we go to first, right? Ask for help from your sponsor, from other people in program. Anyway, that's, it was my experience. I did that, that worked. I, you know, continue to make living amends uh, to my wife, to my family and to myself. And it was really the powerlessness to make living amends to myself. Um, to, you know, I was powerless to address the living amends uh, that I needed to make to my own health outside of OA. That's what poked me into OA. And so I did program here. But the other way in which this step works in my life today in OA is I will, and there's actually a good discussion in the, um, OA 12 and 12, looking for, let's see, sorry, I'm finding the piece that I would underline, talks about writing things out. And in my 10th or 11th step practice, um, I find that when I'm really twisted on something that it helps to actually write out an inventory using that, that four, four column inventory from the big book or whatever works for you, but to write it out. And it says here in OA 12 and 12, often after writing out our feelings, we find it helpful to give away or written in some way. Perhaps we want to read it to a sponsor, some person involved in a harmful situation, um, not involved in the harmful situation. And that's what I do. I speak to one of my sponsors, um, five times uh, a week in the morning. Um, and when I've got something brewing, I'll share it with them. And it says people, um, <clears throat> and, you know, we can decide what the character defect was that led to that, you know, what my role was. 
and whether there's uh, amends to be made. Um, and uh, it's a beautiful way to live. Um, and of course, the tool of praying for folks for whom you've um, got a real long lasting resentment, but that's more in the step nine discussion. Um, but that's a glorious thing and I've had experience um, uh, where that's worked in situations I would never have believed it worked. But someone in program said, you best pray for that person, <laughs> you know, every darn day. Goodness. By that time, I was used to doing what people told me in here. And I did it. And I was able to walk through some real tough stuff in a work situation. So, um, and put down the resentment. Uh, anyway, I don't know if anyone got anything out of that. I, my recovery is not perfect. I, you know, I was talking to my sponsor today and over the week, I continue to struggle with some food behaviors, um, uh, despite my bottom line abstinence. And so, you know, I, uh, you know, I can eat good food compulsively. I can eat compul good amounts compulsively. I can get, eat good food, you know, so I, this is by no means a perfect, uh, abstinence in my part. Pardon me, Larry, that's 20 minutes. You muted again. Did I keep muting myself to that? Only for a moment. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Thank you for doing service tonight. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep this meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raise hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. All right, Cheyenne, um, are you able to still? Okay, thank you. Um, set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, we're gonna, all right, Amy B. Thanks, Elena. Thank you, Elena and Yvonne, uh, both of you for your service and Cheyenne and everybody else doing service tonight. And Larry K, thank you. I, Larry, thank you so much for your um, service tonight, for your share on step eight. It was wonderful. Um, I love um, especially the part where you talked about, you don't have to do them all at once. You can talk to somebody about it. You can ask somebody about it and you can pray for the person if you're not ready. Step eight has like two parts to it. There's the making the list of the people that we had harmed. That's the first part. And the second is becoming willing to make amends to them all. And that's not always pretty. And that's not always easy. And that's not always instant. And at least that was my experience with a few of them. And I got to say, like I learned the hard way um, it wasn't so hard, I'll be honest, but like, I learned the slow way, I guess I should say, um, that it really does work to, to pray for the willingness to make the amend. Um, and that's sort of part of the fact that a lot of these steps, um, you know, we hang out for a while. It's a spiral, spiral staircase, the steps and, 
you know, as we move on to nine and 10, 11 and 12, I have to continue to work eight because I know from my personal experience, there were a few, there, you know, continue to be some for which I need to ask for willingness. And um, yeah, this is step eight, I feel like is often, you know, um, overlooked and it's, it's real nice because it's an, it's that upper level view of the work to be done. Like step nine is really, you know, where you dig in and figure out what the amends is about, but step eight is just like, do I owe one? I, I don't know what I would say or what it entails or whatever, but like, is it owed? And, and, can, you know, I don't know if I can make it or whatever, but give me the opportunity to consider it, to be honest about it, to get feedback and help on it, and to to honestly recognize where I need continued prayer and growth for some of this stuff. Um, may I may I always have that work to do? Keeps me challenged. Um, I love this meeting on Monday nights. I love like coming back to the beginning of the week with a new chapter and a new topic and a new perspective. It's so lovely to see everybody. I pass. Thank you, Amy. All right, Meredith, you're up, followed by Larissa. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith B. in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that, um, that it's two parts, Amy. Um, became willing. Um, when I, I had my list and in between the time I had my list and I was starting step nine, I had to get a new sponsor. And um, I, there was somebody, on, well, I'll just say it was my mother. Well, my mother, um, I decided with my sponsor to take her off of the list because to do so would have been harmful to me. Um, but my new sponsor said, um, just, just put her back on there. You don't, I'm not saying you have to do anything, but um, just put her back on. And, you know, I could do that. Uh, I could do that. I mean, as I sit here, I have zero desire to have any contact with my mom, but um, I've seen God do amazing things. So, you know, I just kind of throw it out there and think, all right, you know, whatever, whatever you decide, I'm up for it. So, um, and that's pretty amazing. You know, if I, if, left to my own devices, I, I wouldn't do that at all. I wouldn't even come in the vicinity of that. So I love it. I love that. Thank God. Um, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Meredith. Go ahead, Larissa. I'm Larissa, a recovered compulsive reader and bulimic. And uh, thank you so much, Larry. Where are you now? Well, there you are. <laughs> thank you so much for your share. And especially um, in the beginning, you talked about when you were young. 
um, how you didn't get along with people or you just didn't couldn't navigate social situations. And that's something I carry with me myself um, in my life. And I've had a lot of trouble. I often think, geez, do I have a personality disorder or did I? Because I feel like the program has really guided me in that. Um, but another thing that has come up, I've noticed, is that uh, when I did step eight, I missed people. And I don't know if anybody else or if you've had this, Larry, but, you know, I'm I'm now 55. So, of course, you know, I've had a quite a long life so far and I've met a lot of people and uh, I owe a lot of amends. And there were people I just completely forgot about you know, from my early 20s through university. Um, and then working, I was an expat for a while. So I just, I just went through life, um, really, like the Tasmanian devil. And so pe these people have come up in my life. I mean, I'm willing to make amends to them now. But sometimes I just, I can't, right? They, they live in other countries, I wouldn't even know how to find them. But it's interesting to me that that these just surface sometimes at the oddest time. So I'm just curious if, uh, well, anyone else or, you know, Larry, have you had that experience? Larry, are you able to answer? I am. And here I was listening and trying to do too much at the same time. I was trying to say, hey, there's a big book sponsoring workshop. Let me get into that. Lo and behold, I get to answer a question. Um, I haven't had that experience. Um, I have had the experience of, you know, continuing to take um continuing to create a little bit of wreckage and having to go clean clean things up um and uh um continuing to do that and become willing to do that and like had to do it the other week uh, um with a colleague at work um uh and you know wrote out the resentment <laughs> you know identified what my role was talked to my sponsor got some guidance on whether it was a men and how to do it. And it, it took some willingness, but I found actually writing it out and then taking it to a sponsor and saying, you know, what do you think about what I should do is a been a great way to combine the two parts of the step. So my answer is nope. Um, I haven't had that um, over history. Um, I also had a sponsor who was like, what you only brought me 50 resentments go back and bring me more um uh the first time i went through steps and uh, they have the program thanks for letting me share thank you larry thank you larissa who else would like to share or ask larry a question Okay, how about this? We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Yvonne, can you please stop the recording?